Welcome to the Fancy Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Kirk, and I'm with Greg, and let's get it started. Good evening, Kirk. Oh, good evening, Greg. Uh, coming fresh off a huge victory in the 2-1 and league. And a big trade. Big, big trade. It's like we won twice in the same night. Yes. We beat I them twice. Same op- yeah, same opponent, too. Same opponent. And that opponent would be co-owners are gay. Um, our only uh, team in the league with two gay co-owners. Um, <laughs> so we pulled out a victory last night, Kirk, 137.82 to 136 flat. And it, it was all thanks to the Le'Veon Bell fumble with seven minutes left in the game. Oh, man, it, it doesn't get much more painful than that, especially one because he they were just – you could tell they had the momentum all game and Bell was just – they were just feeding him the rock and those dump-off passes to him were just – the points were just uh, ticking up. And then he fumbles, but, you know, you still got to feel good because you got seven minutes left in the game that he's at least going to catch – one or two other passes and and the Browns just ran out the clock and secured the victory for us. Yeah, they 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 relegated uh uh Le'Veon Bell to the bench once they got the ball back and so there was no danger of uh him gaining a single yard of any of any sense. So it, it was it was it was literally the the victory was snatched from the jaws of defeat. And yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. There was no reason for him for them to to have lost that, and they they did nonetheless. Yeah, it was one of those games where you're like, okay, so obviously I'm going to lose, but if he could just, you know, maybe get the ball here and fumble, yeah, no, yeah, like it, you play those scenarios in your mind, and it actually came true last night, uh, which we actually desperately needed. Yeah. Um, we're now um, second in our division behind co-owners are gay. Right. Uh, uh, you know, with the two and one league, remember you, you get a win for the head to head matchup. You also get a, another win or loss for uh, if you score above or below the league median. Um, so we're two and two right now. Nuke is three and one. I think it's interesting that um, even within the other divisions, there are no four and no teams right now. So after two weeks, we don't have any undefeated teams. We do have one totally defeated team, and that's. Uh, Edwards and, and we'll get to uh, we'll get to the power rankings here in a second but anything else y- you want to talk about I guess Kirk if you want to talk about the trade we made with co-owners or gay last night well yeah we we've been struggling with uh, OJ Howard or or none or not not we have we made the right choice in yeah. drafting him OJ Howard's been struggling, but OJ Howard's been struggling and, and Bruce Arians has been kind of tough on him saying that, you know, he's got a lot of work to do. And that's just, a, you know, obnoxious to me because he's, he's a very good athlete and there should have no problem getting him the ball, but he put up a big goose egg this past week and we needed to make a change. And conveniently Ben Roethlisberger's down and, the gay co-owners needed somebody to, you know, fill their hole. And um, so we decided to, to, you know, make a win-win scenario for both us and them. And, and I like Darren Waller. He seems to be a targeted tight end. You like him. And we had a strength at 
quarterback, and we were able to give up an older quarterback to get a young uh, tight end. Yeah, so we traded Matt Stafford straight up for Darren Waller. Um, obviously benefited both teams, but I, I just feel really good about um, really good about that trade. Like I said, um, Stafford is, uh, you know, I, I feel fine with him, but we also have Derek Carr and Josh Allen on right. the bench. So um, no, no real effect to us uh, letting him. And go. not to so, mention we added him. We didn't, we didn't take away a tight end. We didn't give up on, on OJ Howard. He's still there. Greg Olson's still there. We've just added a yeah. tight end so that way we can, you know, not feel so naked when it comes to uh, who should we start. Yep. All right. Well, very cool, man. So, um, all right, let's get into So we redid the power rankings. Remember, uh, we did them right after the draft or, or uh, and that was kind of our lead up to the season was the power rankings. Uh, man, some stuff has changed. Um you know, we have had a lot of trades within the league. Um, we've also, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of injuries have happened and, and some players just aren't performing uh, the way the, I guess, the preseason rankings suggested they would perform. Right. So we're going to go through, Kirk, do you want to go bottom to top or top to bottom with these? Oh, let's, let's start right at the bottom. Let's get that out of the way. I think that's, it's, a, it's an obvious. Yeah, so, th- yeah, this, yeah, this one's kind of a no-brainer. Um and this is actually no change. Wait, are you talking about the owner or the, the, the selection is a no-brainer? <laughs> yeah, okay, correct, okay. yes, On to both <laughs> questions. So the no-brainer of the, uh, of the league is uh, obviously Wasp Man, Sauce Man. So... He comes in, unfortunately for him, he comes in ranked at number 10 again in the power rankings. Um, honestly, he's got some fine players on his team, but when you mix the fine players with, with the management, um, it's just obviously it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Um, he, he could barely get over 100 points this week, and I think we expect more of the same yeah. for him. He, he seemed forward, to be a little so. ticked off with that, uh, uh, the evaluation that he was the worst owner even though he did win uh, the first week. But I think the uh, sleeper app seems to understand how things are really going to play out. Right. Yeah, so this this week was brutal for me. He had two donuts, Deshaun Jackson, Jimmy Graham. Uh, come on, yeah. Adam. Uh, you're better than yeah. that. Actually, you're not. You're <laughs> not, but anyway. Um, all right, so moving up the chart. So number nine. Um, this one's a little bit painful, but it, it, we, we have to give this to, to be more, um, or excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's Ryan. Ryan is number nine. Ryan actually, um, you know, he had, uh, he had a good team when it looked, uh, at the start, right after the draft, his team was very old and we said, Hey, this team will probably compete this year, maybe next year, but, um, don't expect anything after that. I mean, it was so bad. Uh, I, I I don't know what he's thinking here. He started, okay. Again, he started Bilal yeah. Powell. That's that's how bad it was. Uh, uh, his, his running backs were Bilal Powell and Damian Williams. He started a healthy scratch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now we want to give him the benefit of the doubt. He is in Korea right now, so um, he is you know 
um, that's that's tough for him. But um, nonetheless, I mean, you look at his quarterback situation. He's got Baker Mayfield, his backup, Drew Brees. Drew Brees done for six weeks. He has no other backup. So that may be a team that we target with a, a quarterback trade there to yeah. Kirk. Uh, um, although there are in this league, I believe there, there may be some available on the waiver wire. But either way, um, it's just looking brutal for him. His bench is depleted. Um, he has, you know, he's got Fitzgerald on the bench and Curtis Samuel, or actually Emmanuel Sanders for some reason is on his bench. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders playing lights out so far. So he's got some things he, he needs to do, but really his team's looking awful. Right I mean, now. And, and here's, here's the problem. He has LaShawn McCoy, yet he starts Bilal Powell on his roster. I mean, there's yeah. no way that that, 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 that was, he had to have, manually done that right uh, right yeah i don't know what Bilal Pal, like you in don't... korea but um yeah maybe he needs to do the translate button on his uh yeah. internet to make sure he's got the right yeah. people oh man all right um moving on number eight is be more uh be more we've seen him have success in other leagues but he was pretty low in our initial rankings and he actually just just squeaked out a, a victory over our worst team, uh, uh, Wassel, this right. week. So that was good to see. Um, but he he's, he won and then still, but still scored in the bottom half of the leagues. Um, yeah, his things aren't looking real promising for him. And and his his top pick there, or one of his top picks, uh, M- Michael Thomas. I mean, that's obviously not panning out. He picked Luck, which isn't panning out. He picked Mixon, who he's banged up. I mean. Just a lot falling apart. He's, for him. And he's got a good mix right of really, really young that I think if, I think his he, he has the most uh, likely uh, chance to rise in the rankings in the next you know year because of the young the young running backs he has. Mixon, Carryon Johnson are both young, and then David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, both young, um, have a chance to to be good. He he still has George Kittle, so he he has he has a chance to ebb and flow. Um, yeah. But right now he's kind of he's just kind of weak. Yep. Um, all right. So getting uh, speaking of weak, uh, this next one at this at this pace he may he may be below Wassel the next time we do this. This is real Dano. Now you remember computer Dano after the draft was the number two ranked team, but. So once real Dano got a hold of this team, he just, I mean, it's been a free fall. So he's, uh, he comes in as our number seven team. He had a great week this past week though. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? He was a point lead points leader. He was a points leader. 152. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. he had a, he had a and he week. did it. I mean, the, the stars aligned. We had the, we'd like, I'd like to, to, to say you're welcome on behalf of you and you know you and me for giving him Adrian Peterson a possible two thousand yard back in our trade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his his starting lineup doesn't look good for the long haul, um, but it has some good no. components. Yep. All right. Now this one, I'm just very proud of of the team coming in at, at number mm-hmm. six. Um, it was a rough start for him, but he actually was the second highest scoring team of the week, and that's. Nickelback fan who is three and one right now and really is 
you know, third place overall in the league right now, second in his division. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have him at number six. Just it's just like when your little boys all grows up. It's just nice yeah. to see. And, and and the funny thing is, he's had Lamar Jackson on his bench uh, uh, the first two weeks. Yeah, too. yeah. He needs to get D.D. Westbrook out of his starting lineup and put somebody else in because uh, he's got plenty of points to go around. He should just you know pay attention to his team and. And he has a chance to doing something special. Yeah. Uh, also, paying attention to his team, he's got three empty bench slots. So, um, I'm not, not a great strategy there. Why don't you go ahead and pick up three players? Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter what. Just any anybody, just pick them up. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Number five is the ever um, mediocre Hustle Town in every league he's in. He's just he's milk toast he is just bland boring uh he is he is the houston texans i mean what can i Un- say unsalted um, popcorn and... <laughs> yeah he's he's communion uh so um obviously you know he's got watkins there who gave him the big week one um you know but other than that uh kamara his best player obviously took a hit with Breeze going out, so don't uh, don't expect great things from him moving forward. Yeah, he, he boy, he really does have an average team. I mean, it's not it's not 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 great, but not bad. Yeah, and that's that's every league he's in, except for the Empire League. He's very bad in that league. Okay, uh, number four is co-owners are gay. Um, now I think we're really getting into the teams now that can compete. Um, you know, we're talking playoff teams mm-hmm. here. Um, they do have a nice team. Um, Boy, that team, look, it looks you know, nicer with their new starting quarterback. Oh, it's anytime you can put Maddie Snapback in there, it's it's looking great. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the thing with them is, uh, so they do have uh, Antonio Brown um, on the bench who will go back in their lineup. But their bench, after – Antonio Brown goes on on their starting roster. Their bench is is really atrocious. They're not going to be able to withstand too many injuries, so they need to do. You know, obviously, you know they just had one, you know, to their quarterback. So what do they do? They sell the you know probably one of the most promising tight ends. They have to get rid of him just to to get a a below average fantasy quarterback. Yeah, that's. Yeah, they they some of their players are just waiting for injuries ahead of them to, to happen, and that's that's never good. All right, uh, number three on the list, surprisingly, is Purple Penis Eater, uh, who you know I think the reason that this team is actually okay is because I think he's done the least amount of work on this. This team. yeah yeah this uh, this is the yeah he's done less. And and th- better things have happened, right? So, um, you know, I think with he has Zeke. I think Zeke is just really in preseason form right now. He's going to get better. Uh, his receivers, Steele and Evans, have disappointed so far. Um, and then obviously he's got the the number one overall running back uh, in Austin Eckler. Uh, so that's something that is really he's he's really going to suffer there because Eckler will not maintain that role all year. So when it comes to playoff time, he's going to be, he's going to be hurting. Uh, also Aaron Rodgers, uh, his, his quarterbacks are very weak. 
Aaron Rodgers and Mitch Trubisky. Um, Rodgers has not performed to where to the level you would hope from him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Other other than that, I mean, yeah, a lot of he has not a very good bench. No. All right. Uh, well, uh, drum roll. Uh, getting in the top two teams. Uh, we only have our team and B Mitch left, and number two is actually goes to B Mitch. Uh, Mitch is good, fellas. Uh, his team, yo, again, he he lucked out having the number one overall pick, um, which obviously is a is a huge advantage. But he did really nice on the on the two three turn there. He got Dalvin Cook made it all the way back to him, and Dalvin Cook's been absolute fire. Yes. Um, and he also got Keenan Allen, who's you know, with everybody else getting hurt around him, uh, which is, you know, usually the other way around. Um, that's been great uh, for him. Though he's um, he's got some good depth at running back. He's got um, he's got Carson as well, uh, you know, so Devin Singletary in the wings. Uh, Devonta Freeman has been a huge disappointment, but um, a lot of things to like about, about uh, Brandon's team here. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I would just question his, um, quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seems he's, he actually has three disappointing quarterbacks and that's, that's probably, that's the only area of weakness. And Hey, maybe he's, maybe he's a contender for a trade. Well, actually, yeah. And, and we'll kind of talk about that a little, the, his quarterbacks a little bit in the, the next segment we're going to do here. Um, so, but uh, obviously, Kirk, um, we're not going to belabor the point here, but we are still uh, easily atop the power rankings. Anything you want to say? Well, I think what, what put us, what put us above uh, Mitch's Goodfellas was, was the trade. I mean, when you, when you review the team strengths and we identified our weakness and we now have a very young, very targeted tight end that uh, – should round off our lineup, and once we're in the middle of the season, our starting lineup should be tops in, in the league. I completely, completely agree. So, um, it's not rocket surgery. No. That's for sure. So, all right. Um, so, yeah, I just want to review some um, some early – now, these are obviously extremely early um, – rankings as far as points per game go uh for the for the young fantasy season and um what i'm going to do kirk is i'm just going to name a few players and i'm going to ask you to rank them on where you think they are um uh ranking wise uh and actually i would like to start with brandon or with b mitch's uh quarterback situation here so just as a refresher uh he has cam newton Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. So where do you think those three are ranked? Rank them in order of how you think they're doing so far in points per game. Um, I believe Mariota is number one um, on his team. And then, geez, got to be Cousins, then Newton. Uh, you got it exactly right. You want to take a stab at where they're actually ranked in points um, per game? I would say they're probably – in the mid mid to high twenties. All right. Well, Cam is actually at wow. thirty. 
he's he's ranked thirtieth right now, only scoring eight point three points per game. Uh, actually, um, actually, I'm sorry. Let me let me change the. Uh, this is a six point uh, uh, passing touchdown lead, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so, um, okay, so that actually changes. He now falls below Nick Foles and Robert Griffin the third. So he's actually at thirty two. Um, and then uh, Kirk Cousins, want to take a stab where he's well, he, at? He, he's You're... he's barely touched double digits, so he's got to be he's got to yeah. be in the high twenties, or he's got to be thirty. He's at he's at twenty seven. And uh, believe it or not, Marcus Mariota is a quarterback number one at this point. He is the number twelve ranked quarterback. Oh, th- thanks to Cleveland. Thanks to Cleveland, exactly right. Yeah, he had what three touchdown passes in that yeah. first game. So he had a he had a great game and then a, a below average game. But he, yeah, right now he is the quarterback twelve on the season. So. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about um, some other highly touted quarterbacks that were, you know, there's a lot of hype around them this year. Uh, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, and Baker Mayfield. Where do you think they are? Uh, How would you order those three? Um, I think think Baker Mayfield is – is the highest score and then Goff and then Rogers. I, I may, I, I'm probably wrong, but that's what I think. Yeah. You actually, it's actually um, the exact opposite. It goes Rogers, Goff and Baker. Um, uh, they're all pretty close though. They're all within, well, Goff and Rogers are within 0.3 points of one another where Baker's about two points behind him. So, Rodgers is actually at number 20 so far, Goff at 21, and Baker right now is the quarterback 25 on the year. So three big names, three big disappointments. Yeah. Uh, you know, And this is kind of why we say, hey, draft quarterbacks late. Um, because if, you go, if you're going early, let's even say if you, if you went for the fourth or fifth round, you went for Deshaun Watson, he's the quarterback number nine right, right now. Um, Case Keem... Case Keenum is at number five. Lamar Jackson is is number one, actually. Matthew Stafford, the guy that we were making fun of before, is at number six. So you've got some late round guys um, that that you know, depending on matchups, are are just as valuable as the big name guys. Gardner Minshew is at eighteen. Yeah. So Joe Flacco is above Aaron Rodgers. Amazing. So, um, yeah, it just goes to show that quarterbacks don't overthink it, don't chase the big names or the big contracts, and um, don't do what the NFL does because it's completely right. different. So, all right, uh, moving on to running backs. Um, I'm going to name uh, uh, four running backs here, okay? And you can you put them in order for me. Raheem Mostert, <laughs> Todd Gurley. James Conner and Leonard Fournette. Um, I think. Uh, oh gosh, it might be. It might be. Gurley might be. 
the fourth. Raheem Mostert is third, and then Karner and Forsett must be uh, two and one. I'm not sure how that's going to shake out, but that, I mean, they're yeah. they're all they're so, all about so, the same. They're all. I don't think I don't think they've topped thirty points. They're all going to be in the twenties. Yeah. So all of these guys are back end running back twos. All of them. So, and actually, Raheem Mostert comes in in the top slot there. He is the running back seventeen right mm. now. Uh, and this is this is in PPR. Uh, Gurley is at nineteen, and Connor and Fournette are both tied at twenty four. So they are the last spot for running back number twos. Um, you know, they're only two slots ahead of Peyton Barber right Jesus. now. So that's how, how rough sledding it's been for, for Connor and Fournette. Not not pretty at all. I mean, Connor did leave the last game a little bit early because injury, but even if he would have stayed in, I don't, it's, it's much better. There's uh, so, there's gonna um, there's some light at the end of the tunnel for Gurley because he's going to go up against Cleveland. And, and even though Cleveland won their last game, they struggled with a good, talented running back. And I think uh, – uh, Cleveland's going to give up some yards to, to Gurley and or Malcolm Brown. Yeah, Gurley, um, you know, I, I, you know, he had two touchdowns vultured from him in the first game. I expect him to, he will, he will creep into that number one running back, number one conversation, mm-hmm. um, which uh, we're obviously rooting for because we have That's him right. on our team. But, yeah, as we talked about before, number one running back right now is Austin Eckler. Uh, and, you know, right now he's at 31.4 points per game. Uh, at that pace, that, that would be an all-time great season. Obviously, we don't expect that to continue, but he's been, right. he's been great. So, um, all right, very good. All right, you want to move to oh, receivers? Oh, yes. I got this nailed down, I bet. All right. So, these are – really three guys that I had no interest in, um, but who are, who are playing, who are playing really well right now. Um, one is uh, Larry Fitzgerald uh, of the Cardinals, Chris Conley of the Jacksonville Jaguars and John Brown of the Buffalo Bills. So do you want to take a stab at what order there? Uh, I know John Brown. Yeah, I, based on, I, mean, I know he's had a he's had a good start, uh, good chemistry. Um, Fitzgerald had a good game last week, and then who was the third? Conley, uh, Chris Conley in Jacksonville. Yep. Correct. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put Fitzgerald, Conley, and Brown. Yeah, so it's Fitzgerald, Conley, Brown, and Conley. Um, Fitzgerald has had back-to-back uh, 100-yard games. Um, what's even more impressive than that is he has not had a 40-yard catch in five years, uh, and I believe he has either four or five already this year. Wow. Which is incredible. Um, you know, and, and what's even better is his target. He has 24 targets already, So, and, and it's not like he had 21 game and four the other. It's been – um, even there, uh, John Brown, who, who has also been great. Um, he has almost 200 yards receiving. 
Uh, he's at 17. And then finally, Chris Conley. So remember Jacksonville, everybody's talking D.D. Westbrook. Um, you know, what is that, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Marquise Lee, what does it mean with him coming back? Keelan Cole. Um, nobody was talking about Chris Conley, and he's the uh, receiver number 24. And the shocking thing is he's not even the best no. on his team. DJ yeah. Chark is the number six receiver overall. So um, I don't expect to, you know, obviously either of those to continue, but I think Conley looks good. He, he You can tell he's a strong veteran presence there. Um, somebody who is probably available in a lot of waiver waiver wire. Yeah, and there. he's he his his I think downfall was um he didn't have the best hands in, in Kansas City and um mm. the other players were just flat out better. They just outshined him. I think he, and, and he was in Miami too, couldn't catch the ball. Um but uh yeah he he he's athletically you know has all the pieces you want. It's just, you know, can you bring He's not as bad as Dante Moncrief, but oh my he, goodness! You know he was having those problems with uh, ball security and uh, yeah, yeah. You'll move from team to team so, if you if you can't catch the ball. Yeah, and the last thing I want to talk about with the receivers is just big name guys just not getting it done. Juju is the thirty three. Or receiver 33, Adam Thielen, 35, Edelman, 36, Devontae Adams, 39. Um, man, it's just been brutal for, for some of these guys. Brandon Cooks at 43, Robert Woods, 42. Right. Um, just just really, really brutal. So um, hang in there. It's early. Yeah. Um, we always look at the end numbers, and, 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 and the picture that it paints is a lot different than the week to week. Right. Exactly right. So, um, yeah, so totals are, are not, it's not the end all be all, but, um, just some interesting, uh, you know, um, guys who are peaking early in the year and some guys who are tanking, but, um, not, not a time to panic, but definitely want to keep an eye on this stuff. So I'm not going to go over tight ends, you know, the tight end landscape you've got, you know, you've got the big three from this year, plus, you know, Evan Ingram and Mark Andrews and, you know, the, and Darren Waller are basically must starts. Other than that, play the matchups and uh, good luck picking a picking a picking yeah. a good one. So, but uh, all right, man. Well, hey, uh, congratulations on the big wins again in the two and one league. Uh, we did it. Oh, and we were the highest scoring team in the PCS league. Uh, the other team that we come in, and so we get money for that. Twenty five bucks coming That's our right. way. So it's been a good start. Yeah, we've we're we've been pretty accurate so far. Yep, yep. So there's probably 15 people out there who are also leading their leagues as well. Just because of us, you're welcome. Just because of us. All right, man. Well, hey, that's all I got for the fancy boys. We're signing Fading off. Fading out.